Hey there, Rachel Wilson here, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to my bite-sized podcast to help guide, inform, and help you deal with your child's sleep from newborn to four years old. Sleep strategies, interviews, and informed information to give you the confidence to help your child form happy and healthy sleep habits and parenting skills for yourself. Let's get into it. everybody and welcome to this week's podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about movement in the cot. Is it normal? A lot of parents will say, gosh, my child is just, you know, they're moving all over the place all the time. Is this normal? So I'm going to cover all the questions that you may be thinking. So I hope you've got your cup of coffee or perhaps you're pushing the pram, walking around the pr- around the park and um, listening to this podcast. If you've got any questions about anything that I talk about in today's podcast, please feel free to send me a message. I will put uh, the link in the show notes below. And of course, as always, if you have a topic that you would like me to cover and discuss, uh, use that link in the show notes just to send over your your thoughts, your ideas, your requests, and I will see what I can do. Maybe even get you on the podcast as well, which could be fun. Right, okay, let's get into it. The question is, is movement in the cot normal? So brand new babies, when they are born, they are often very, very still because they can't really move very much, can they, um, when they're sleeping? Aside from that moral reflex that will kick in. Now, they can, of course, be very noisy. Hands up who has a very noisy newborn baby out there. Um, They're farting and squeaking and grunting. Some parents have described their baby as noisy as a Formula One pit stop with all those noises and wind and gurgling and shrieks are heard. Um, And of course, as they grow and they get stronger, the weeks pass, they start to move a little bit more and they're rolling around and they begin to, you know, bump themselves off the cot sides and that can become a little bit more frequent. This is the point where a lot of parents think, oh, should we get the cot bumpers? That is a whole other podcast um, about safe sleep and in in a word, no. Um, so you may find your baby is in a completely different position uh, or direction from when you put them down to sleep. So their head might be the completely opposite end of the cot. They might be all squished up in one corner. This is very, very normal. and I'm going to dive into this a little bit more throughout this podcast. All these movements are a very natural part of their sleep cycle your child's sleep cycle and it helps them sounds a bit strange but it will help them develop their motor skills you think oh gosh well they're sleeping how does that develop their motor skills um it's all practice the brain is working out how to do things and especially when those leaps and uh those leaps and regressions or progressions come when your child learns a new skill like rolling over or pulling themselves up sitting up Sometimes they like to practice this at nighttime when they are sleeping. Um, sounds a bit strange, but it's very true. And it's all, um, it's all a positive thing. As your child does get older and they are able to sit up on their own, stand up and move those limbs more, it is going to be very, very normal to see them, even in the night when you're you know, watching on the monitor, to see them waking up sitting up they might even rub their eyes and you might think oh they're gonna wake up here we go stand by 
Um, and they're just, like I said, they're just practicing these new skills that they're learning, okay? In most cases, children will lie down and they'll go back to sleep again. Those cases are the children who are able to self-settle and go back to sleep and they feel happy and confident in their own sleep space. They go back to sleep again on their own and they don't need any help or intervention from you. That is in itself a fantastic, phenomenal, great sign of an independent sleeper that you have there so uh, give yourselves a pat on the back there these movements will most likely happen when they shift sleep cycles which is especially around sort of 1 a.m and again around 4 a.m these are the approximate times that sleep cycles shift okay so Around 1 a.m., babies will come out of that super deep sleep that they've had from going to bed um, at 7, 8 p.m. in the evening. They fall into a super deep state of sleep. And then around 1 a.m., they start to rouse a little bit and they're coming into a lighter stage of sleep. And then from 4 till 7 a.m., it's the last sleep cycle of the night and they're coming into an even lighter stage of sleep. Melatonin levels that sleep hormone are really running low at this point and all the wake up hormones such as the cortisol is beginning to rise um, and babies are very easily woken at this point so you might start to see them a bit more fitful sleep a bit more movement happening okay the body is getting ready to wake so restless sleep is very common at this time of the very early morning especially in infants, okay? And then around 5, 5.30, that's when we start experiencing these early risings. Again, whole other podcast. Um, that's one of the very early and one of my most popular podcasts that is listened to. I shall put the link in the show notes for you there. I shall write that note down. Um, early rising, because if I don't write things down, I completely forget them. Um, okay, so most of the time, sleep your child's sleep is not going to be disturbed by these movements, okay? There's no cause for concern at all with these sort of general, normal-looking movements, you know, rolling over, sitting up, standing up, moving around. However, excessive movement at, light, at night may disrupt your child's sleep and it may need to be addressed. So what, what does that exactly mean? If your baby does move an excessive amount in their sleep, you may find the following the next day. You may find it very difficult to wake them because they've, they've moved around so much, it's disturbed their sleep so much that when you need to wake them, they are just so asleep and it's very difficult to wake them. They're so tired, they're just completely zonked. You might find that they're snoring, um, which, you know, snoring does happen and mouth breathing does happen when we when our airways are blocked because they've got a cold or a cough. They've got symptoms of something like this. But if it's not normal for your child to snore or mouth breathe, that's, um, that's something that you may be aware of. That's a red flag, certainly, when I work with clients. If parents um, report that their child snores or mouth breathing, um, that's definitely something that I will look into and... Um, and asked that we may need to refer that to a pediatrician. Uh, you may find your child is gasping for breath. They may be very irritable. 
they may seem very um very sleepy and lethargic you know they're not going to feel very reflect refreshed when you have woken them you know normally when a child wakes from the night or a nap they are high alert boom ready to go 110 miles an hour straight away they seem really refreshed excessive movements at night time they're not going to be feeling refreshed at all they may have pain or discomfort in the ling in the lings in the limbs so this is where older children are able to actually describe this um, and this could be a sign of restless leg syndrome um, you might also experience frequent night wakings so if your child is moving a lot um, they might start to be frequently waking in the night um, and maybe they're able to settle themselves and go back to sleep again but they're constantly waking so there's many reasons as to why any of these points i've just mentioned might be occurring um, when they are addressed you've got to find the root cause of why they're happening and address that root cause then you should see your baby moving a lot less in their cot and sleep is a lot more peaceful still and easy and relaxed so for i'll give you an example um i worked with a six month old baby and he would only sleep for 30 minute stints in his cot throughout the night 30 minutes boom that was it he would wriggle about he would back arch excessively he'd flay his arms he'd kick his legs down banging on the on the mattress and he'd always cry upon waking. He would do this constantly through the night. So when I got the, the uh, sleep diary and I was looking at all of this, of what was happening through the night, I could, you know, this was a major red flag for me. And I could clearly see this little baby was just not comfortable, okay? Parents sent me a video of, of these movements that he, was, that he was displaying in the cot at nighttime. And I could see that he was really struggling and instantly I could just tell, I was like, this, this isn't a sleep related thing. This is something else. This baby is not comfortable. We need to get to the root cause of this, address it. And then we're going to see this baby sleeping much more peacefully and more still. So I referred the parents to see a chiropractor or an osteopath immediately. Okay. Um, the osteopath, they chose to go and see an osteopath. Um, on recommendation and someone that was local to them and that osteopath was phenomenal he was able to diagnose straight away that he had a grade four tongue tie um, which was causing the tension in his head his jaw and his neck and that is why he a he woke so much because he was really uncomfortable and why he moved so much because of that discomfort okay so if you're you think you know you've got really sore neck head jaw and you're lying down in bed really still you're going to be sort of like moving around and trying to find a comfortable position um, and luckily for us we've got the ability to you know move ourselves around use our arms to um to to help ourselves feel comfortable and of course we can you know adults can use pillows as well six month old baby has got a or should have a completely clear cot and isn't able to move around so much. So that's why we get a lot of this back arching happening and arms and legs banging down on the mattress. This family also were um, 
were describing that the baby was snoring and mouth breathing as well and these are clear signs of a tongue tie as well. So these are little, little things that you might have noticed and things to look out for. So the question you might be wondering, should you stop or restrict your baby's movement if they're doing these things? In short, no. No, you don't want to. You shouldn't stop or restrict them. You need to find out what the root cause of these movements are and address that. There is no need to restrict the movement of babies in their crib. Okay. In fact, the Lullaby Trust Safe Sleep website, um, lullabytrust.co.uk, um, specifically advises against using anything that could restrict, limit, stop a baby's mobility in their cot. Why? Because of the simple, it's the increased risk of sudden infant death, SIDS, okay? Remember, it's completely normal for babies to shift around, move around, shuffling, upwards, downwards, you know, find them in the corner of the bottom of the cot or right up at the top, splayed out during their sleep, okay? You don't want to be using any sleep positioners, pillows, wedges, nothing, okay? Keep it clear. It's advised that you keep your baby, when you're placing your baby for sleep, that you put their feet to the bottom of the cot, purely because of all this movement that they might do. Um, they're gonna wriggle around, so they've got further to get to, to get to the top of the cot. If you are placing your baby at the top of the cot, and they're wriggling around, they're more likely and sooner to get sort of uncomfortable and a little bit squished against the, the top of the cot, um, you know, at the head of the cot and feel all uh, squished up there. Legs and arms, yes, they're gonna be sticking out of the bars of the cot. And again, you might think, oh, we need to get cot bumpers. No, thank you. A clear cot is a safe cot. You don't want to risk it. So what can you do? Well, if you're concerned your baby is uncomfortable, know that they're going to wake themselves. They'll write themselves. If they're, you know, like, like you and I, at night time, we may not remember, but when we're uncomfortable, or the pillow's fallen on the floor, um, or there's something, you know, there's a pillow in the way, or a person next to us restricting our, our space, then we wake and we rectify it. So your baby might be able to wake themselves up and get themselves into a more comfortable position, just right themselves, okay? If you want to help them and you're game and you're brave, and I often say this to parents when I'm working with, you know, they send me little videos or photos of their baby falling asleep, um, you know, with arms out of the crib or maybe they're even sit sitting up. Um, sitting up is a bit of a sort of gray area because obviously if their head is hanging forward, their, um, their airways is going to be restricted. So it's like going into a lion's den. Be brave, be game. Go in and very, very gently pop your baby into a lying position in a more comfortable position. Be warned that if your baby wakes, it could be fun and games to resettle again for a while, especially if your baby isn't able to settle to sleep independently. You know, if you need to do something for them, perhaps the feeding, the rocking, um, pacing the bedroom floor, bouncing up and down on a yoga ball, if they've woken at this point, you might find that you're gonna to have to repeat that whole process again. So just be ready for that, okay? If, again, you are concerned that your child is uncomfortable, and it's something I always recommend newborn parents to do is just go and see a chiropractor, an osteopath after a few weeks, 
Um, just to, you know, when you've been all cooped up inside a little space for a long time, you want to stretch and it's worth seeing um, a professional who's able just to detect if there's anything else going on there as well and, and, and help ease any, um, any tension going on in your child's body. I'm going to revisit this cot bumper and sleep positioner issue again because the amount of times that I see on social media or even just going into uh, a baby store and I see the cots on display with all these uh, sleepy heads and wedges and sheets, all these things on display, some of them are really tempting because they're really cute to look at and they look really cosy. But no, don't get them. Let's just get right to the point here. Do not use cot bumpers, positioners. Do not use anything that is going to restrict your baby from moving. It is just quite simply not safe. Okay, please, if you want to know more, go to see the Lullaby Trust website uh, for more evidence-backed information on safe sleeping. Okay, yes, your baby is going to crawl. They're going to learn to roll over. And yes, they're going to get stuck on their tummy. And it's going to take them, you know, a few nights, a few days to work out how to roll back again. And, you know, I've worked with, again, hundreds of families where the baby is learning to roll through sleep training. And parents are like, well, we just went and turned them over. That's all very well and good, but baby becomes reliant on it. So as long as you're getting lots of tummy time practice in the daytime um, to build that core, uh, core body strength. And if a baby can roll over... They should have enough strength to lift their head up from side to side. So you don't need to be laying your baby on the back with wedges. Yes, lay your baby on the back on their back, but don't use any wedges to keep them there. Yes, your sleep is going to be um, disrupted for a few nights, but it's only going to be a few nights until your baby gets used to lying on their tummy and works out how to right themselves, okay? Let them work it out for themselves. You can help them a little bit by... You know, give them a little poke in the, in the ribs to see if they can turn over and lots of practice in the daytime. Cot bumpers pose as, just purely as a suffocation risk, so don't use them. Again, your baby's going to work out where the cot bars are, just like you and I know where the edge of the bed is. And we don't fall out, they're not going to go and, you know, throw themselves up against the cot bars. There's going to be times where it happens, but they'll get used to it, Okay. As soon as your baby shows signs of rolling over and if they're still swaddled, it's time to transition out of that swaddle right away and get into a sleeping bag. Again, having a swaddle is going to restrict them from moving and it's just not sleep. Sleep, it's just not safe. They're not able to use their arms to leverage them, okay? And if they're on their tummy, it's just, it's just not worth it, okay? I've got a lot of favorite sleep bags. I've got a blog all about them. Again, I will put the um, the link in the show notes. You can go and check them out there. Remove any loose bedding at this point you, and certainly you don't want to be using any pillows or stuffed animals or any other objects that can pose as a suffocation or a choking hazard. The Lullaby Trust has more information on that. Use a fitted sheet, okay? Make sure that sheet fits the mattress tightly and securely and it's not going to come loose when your baby is moving around in their bed so much and you don't want them getting entangled um, in it. So what about standing? So it's going to happen. Your child is going to stand up. Um, it's normal that they're going to want to practice this skill, especially when they're sleeping and their mind is 
going over all the little new tricks that they've learned that day. It's exciting for them, it's fun for them, it's a whole new world and they're going to want to explore it. And the first thing you need to do is make sure that your child's cot is on the lowest level. You don't want them falling out of it. Um, and when is, when is this going to happen? Well, again, like I mentioned earlier on when I started this podcast, is those sleep cycles, when they're shifting those sleep cycles in a lighter sleep, they might just wake up fully and start, you know, walking around in their cot. Um, you know, may, you may look on the monitor and seeing them standing up and cruising around their cot. What do you do? Well, if they're happy and they're content, nothing. Leave them to it. Let them explore. If you've got a really good independent sleeper there, they'll soon work it out that, you know, it's time to sleep and they're going to sit down, lie down and they'll go back to sleep again. If you don't have an independent sleeper, if you don't have a child who is able to go to sleep on their own, then that's when they're going to cry out and they're going to need a little bit more help and support to get back to sleep again. Often this can happen a lot through the 12-month sleep progression. Um, ride it out for you know two to four weeks. Just ride it out. Don't introduce any new sleep habits like bringing your child to bed because they could get used to that and then that's a whole other scenario that you've uh, that you've got to get yourselves out of of getting them back into their own bed ensure that your new little stander walker gets lots of opportunity in the daytime to practice these skills both indoors and outdoors the more they've got time to practice the less likely it is to happen at nighttime but it's not to say it's going to eliminate it at nighttime um, and it's just important to remember that movement is a good thing. You know, it's it's a good sign that your baby is mobile. It's a good thing. They're practicing these skills. They're developing. It's a progression. It keeps their blood flowing uh, through their body um, and into their limbs um, at night times, making sure that they're not going to get pins and needles. Hands up here who's woken up with pins and needles in their arm or, you know, that really heavy feeling, that dead arm feeling. Oh, it's just awful. I hate that. Um, so if they're moving around, the blood flow is going to, you know, prevent all of that happening, okay? Twitches, flexes, they're all normal. They're all part of that development that the physical body and the brain are working together to, to play and uh, develop in a positive way. If you're concerned in any way that your child is making excessive movements at night in their sleep or you've noticed that they are, um, they are snoring that they're mouth breathing, that they're back arching, go and see your healthcare provider or make an appointment with a chiropractor or an osteopath. Get a recommendation from somebody if you don't know any. Make sure on their website that they are able to treat children and not that only that they're able to treat children, that they've got the experience. Um, experience is key here, okay? So do your research, get on the phone and talk to them and find out... Um, their experience and uh, find out if there's any recommendations out there. I hope that helps answer your questions about movement in the cot. If you've got any questions, like I say, please uh, fly them over to me. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. And if you do have a child who is unable to settle themselves to sleep independently and you are finding nights just becoming unsustainable anymore, perhaps you do have a child who's, you know, walking around in their cot a lot more and they're unable to get themselves back to sleep again. I'd love to help you. That's what I do. That's my passion. That's why I'm here. 
Um, if you'd like to book a free sleep assessment call and find out how I can help you, let's do that. I'll put the link in the show notes. I shall leave you now to enjoy the rest of your day or evening. Peaceful sleeping to you all, everyone. Take care. Until next time. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please see the show notes for all the links mentioned. And don't forget to subscribe, share, rate and review. And come follow me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a topic you would like me to cover, drop me an email at rachel at rachelwilsonsleepconsultant.com. See you next time.